This week, we talk all about the Xbox Developer Direct, rumors for the next Nintendo Direct, more PlayStation games coming to PC in 2024, Sega charging for a basic JRPG feature, and more. All of this tonight, but first, on to that beautiful Bean intro. Welcome to the place where PC and console gaming talk combine. This is the Orange Box Podcast, episode 16. I am your host, the man who can dual-wield metal spatulas in battle, Nathan, also known as the Frozen Gamer 87 And joining me, as always, the man who uses a whip to swing and climb his way to work every day, Justin, better known as I am Zaracon. How you doing today, Justin? I'm doing quite well today. It's been... It's it's been a crazy uh, first half of a week, just some stuff going on. But today was actually a good day. Today, um, well, it's been a month now. But uh, considering the fact that normally the time gap has been shorter, uh, I went to the library today, so that was pretty good. Got some interesting stuff. Got a couple cookbooks. Got a couple mystery novels. And even checked out a couple DVDs that should be interesting. Uh, to say the least, um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much how my week's been going so far. How, how's your how's your week going? Um, it's better this week. Last week was just crazy, the entire week, and it wasn't really until Monday that things start, started to calm down a bit. But just so much, so much going on. So, um, I mean, I, I talked about pretty much all of it last week. It was like Saturday was so incredibly packed because get up early in the morning on Saturday um, earlier than I normally would because it was normally my week to sleep in had to get ready to uh, go uh, we had to do practice for Sunday morning which ended up taking a couple hours then we had to do a bunch of grocery shopping which completely killed what I had gotten for a paycheck the day before <laughs> but, but we <laughs> we hadn't uh <laughs> done any grocery shopping like any serious grocery shopping for about a month and most of the stuff that we had to buy was stuff we we had just like normally we have a lot of and we just completely ran out of a number of things so there there was that and then i had to do uh some like normal cooking for dinner i had to slice up a bunch of lunch meat because that was one of the things we were out of and i always we always get like big bulk things of black forest ham and turkey and then i slice it all up with a meat slicer divide it into one pound bags and freeze most of it and then i had to get a bunch of chicken ready to grill because that was another thing that we were out of and so i had like 20 pounds worth of chicken that i had to get brining so that i could grill it the next day which i did after church and then we had family group after church, or I mean, like like later in the afternoon. So it's just like a bunch of crazy stuff all in a row. And then, um, like it finally sort of, kind of sort of started to calm down from there. I mean, work has been busy <laughs> and all that too, but you know, it is what it is. So overall, it's been less busy than last week, but still 
pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, what have you been playing this past week? Alright, so the first thing that I've been playing this week, uh, and this is partially because of what we'll be talking about, is uh, Hellblade uh, Senua's Sacrifice. Uh, I saw that it actually was on sale on Steam for about $3, so nice. I said, I'm going to pick it up. I've been... I've always been meaning to, like, eventually get the game, but mm -hmm. I think it's in light of, you know, more information coming out, which we'll, of course, talk about later, I decided I'll give it a shot, I'll finally try the game, and so I've been doing that so far. It's definitely, at the very beginning, it's a very slow burn, mm -hmm. uh, I will say that, right. um, and I was... Part of it, part of it is partially because the game really doesn't explain anything to you mm -hmm. as far as the controls go. So, right. for a while, I was just walking around and I'm trying to, you know, pro make progress, keep going forward. But I'm wondering, I'm going so slow right now, and eventually, I'm just filling around with the controls until I eventually figure out, oh, I can sprint, <laughs> and that really cut down the walking tremendously. Uh, and so, I really like. Uh, there, there's some aspects of the game I like, some aspects I don't really like too much. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I do like is the atmospheric uh, right. part of the game, like hearing the voices. It it's it, it does help you know get, get into the mindset of the character, but also it does actually help you as far as the game because mm -hmm. some stuff will be giving you hints, um, especially in the combat sections in particular. It really helps you. I mean, of course, you can sort of gauge how you're doing based on your health, mm -hmm. and also even say looking at the enemy's health. But they can actually tell you, say, they're whether if you're almost dead or if they're almost dead, and they can also give you hints to say, "Oh, watch out behind you," and you might not even see there's an enemy behind you, and you can just quickly dodge out of the way. So right. I do like, I I do like that. I think that's really great. Um, and the puzzles I think are pretty decent. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't done too many of them. I've, I've a couple of them. I will say I probably struggled with more than I should have, but um, they're not too bad. Yeah. Uh, the combat. I feel it's while it works, and especially once you understand it, it's you can do so much better. Mm. I think it's a bit, not a bit clunky, but it just feels a bit rigid as mm. far as what you need to do um so i i can so i guess for the game i like it in some aspects but i dislike it in other aspects mm -hmm. um right and so i guess in one sense i was a bit disappointed when i heard that there wasn't too much combat in the game but i think based on how i've been playing with the combat i feel like i'm sort of glad that there aren't that many mm -hmm. combat it's not more heavily focused on combat right. But I, well, I guess we'll talk more about that when we get into the later discussion. But that's what I've been playing there for that part of the game. Now, the other half of my time gaming, which is just popped up over the weekend, I, I got I got Power World. Um, I decided to give that a whirl um, and whatnot, and it was not entirely what I expected. Um, I, I know, and to be honest, I know I've. Later, Hoenn heard the game actually has been announced for about three years, but I actually only heard about the game after it had released, uh, mm -hmm. and I heard, oh, it's Pokemon with the guns? <laughs> but 
I think, honestly, really, Pokemon is just sort of on the side. Uh, it's not actually the main core part of the game, and I know people have said about a lot about survival games, and particularly Ark, but I can't really compare it too much with Ark just because I haven't played that game. Mm-hmm. And I feel some of the elements I would actually compare it to would be, say, Breath of the Wild. Um, especially since some of the atmosphere of the game, you start, you wake up on an island, sort of like at the beginning of Breath of the Wild, where you wake up and you're starting on the plateau and you're just trying to you know, get your bearings together, start looking for items and stuff, mm-hmm. especially if you need to get certain equipment to stay warm, uh, sort of like also how you use, de- well, you didn't need to ride the way, but you had to get the right outfits on because the nights would get cooler. Um, and even other stuff like you get the paraglider, uh, or they call it the parachute in the game. And just sort of like some of the atmosphere is really reminiscent of Zelda. Mm-hmm. And there really is more of a emphasis on the survival part of the game. Um, just as far as like little base building stuff, little stuff you can do to help make stuff productive. I know that I've seen people say you can build eventually make sort of like a factory. Um, haven't definitely haven't gone that far into the game yet, and really, I've as far as just like another similarity is just the fact that when I played Breath of the Wild, even before trying to go throughout all the shrines and doing all that stuff, I really just enjoyed exploring. And so far in Power World, I'm just enjoying the ex- exploration part of mm-hmm. the game. Um, I haven't even gotten to. I found the first boss tower, but I haven't even gone to it yet. Just because, well, a, I think I'm really under leveled and I don't have enough equipment. But B, I just want to see more of what the world has to offer. And as far as the pals themselves go, yes, it it is, I mean, I guess you could say it is like Pokemon. But they're not really the core focal p- part of the game. They're really more so a means to an end rather than being front and center. Mm-hmm. So they really can help you as far as with just, you know, maintaining your base, helping you get more items and stuff. But you don't. I guess you could say you don't necessarily need to make them a core part. I mean, you should you should at least have a couple, I, I would say, that would be necessary. But you can definitely, you know, you don't necessarily need to be overly dependent on them, uh, if that makes sense. But so far, I'm enjoying it. I'm not the biggest survival per- game person. Mm-hmm. But this one, I think for me could help me get more into it sort of like how hades got me into roguelikes when i wasn't really into them before yeah but yeah that's cool yeah hellblade is an interesting one i i feel like on the one hand i i definitely agree with you all the combat but i think it also kind of makes more sense because you don't have someone who's just like a warrior and it's not like an action game so it kind of makes sense that the combat would be a little more clunky because it feels a little more like okay this is a real person as opposed to like a mary sue you know she's actually i mean she she's technically able to fight but it's it's like sometimes you feel like you're just barely scraping by (laughs) and i i I think that i think that that's that's a good thing for this type of game it just it adds to the atmosphere and uh makes you feel a little more of a connection to the character than you would otherwise. I don't know what the dog just did there. <laughs> <laughs> Laying on the bed behind me. Um, as for Pal World, I definitely think it's an interesting thing to look at. I'm... I mean, like, I don't know the necessarily that it would be something I want to play, but maybe eventually, when it's cheap, I'll check it out. 
just because I'm curious about it because I've, I've heard lots of things about it about it being like very mixed in its gameplay and obviously inspired by a lot of different things not just I mean you know Pokemon is like a small portion and then it's like Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring to some degree and I can't remember what what some of the other inspirations were that people were pointing out but yeah, it sounds interesting anyway. It definitely looks like, in many ways, it's more polished than the latest Pokemon games have been, which is <laughs> which is pretty sad. Um, and of course, Nintendo fanboys in particular, well, I should say more Pokemon fanboys, are just like losing their minds over it, um, which is just sad and pathetic. But um, anyway, it's interesting stuff, nevertheless. Oh, now one thing that actually, so far from what I've seen, which is really weird, is that, for whatever reason, at least on my PC, no matter what I do, the frame rate will not get above 40, mm. unless I turn the texture quality to low. Huh. Anything else won't impact it as much, but that one thing will cut your will cut my frame rate in half unless I set to low. Otherwise. I can get 60. Um, even changing the resolution, changing any other settings did not make an impact until it sets low. And then after that, I could have everything else. Mm. Like shadows, I can turn that up. I can turn up the grass. I can turn up uh, the resolution. That's crazy. It was just that one thing. And although, oddly, the textures don't necessarily look too bad, actually. Yeah. Everything else, if I turn that to low, it would look bad. But that mm. the textures, base textures, did not look like major a major like a, there was a major difference there so okay it was weird but might just be some optimization thing right now with hellblade i'm guessing you're playing it just on your pc and not on your steam deck actually i was playing that on my steam deck okay. um recorded straight from that yeah um, i know um i'm like what kind of frame rate are you getting it's mostly 60s with maybe a couple dips into the lower 50s i did have to fiddle around with the settings some mm, uh, just right. to make sure I could get more consistent with 60. Yeah. Um, I know that if I played it on my PC, I could definitely raise up, raise the settings some more and should still be able to hit 60 mm -hmm. um, without any problems. Yeah, I know when I played it, because I, I played it on Steam Deck and, um, or at least I, well, like, I played a tiny bit on PC, but that was long before, like, I actually really played it because when I finally got into it for real I um, picked it up on Steam Deck and I had to fiddle with the settings a little bit but like I think I had mostly medium settings and then like had the textures up higher and was able to get 60 almost the entire game um, there was only one area where the frame rate tanked and it was bad like it, it went down into like the 20s and um, I mean, it was one, it's one of the later areas in the game, and it's not impossible that maybe it could just be one of those situations where if I had closed the game out and then opened it back up, it would have been fine. I didn't check to find out for sure. Um, but yeah, there was just like one area in particular where the frame rate was, was awful. So, but I'm, I'm right now... I've been I'm thinking about that one, and I want to. I'm gonna keep an eye out for when the Switch version goes on discount because I would really like to do a comparison mm. on that. Because I mean, like the screenshots, at least of what they show the Switch version, actually looks really good. 
Like it's, hmm. a, it looks like it's a really solid port. I mean, it's probably only running at 30, but um, you know, visually it, it looks really good from at least from the screenshots. But of course, that's assuming that the screenshots are real Switch version screenshots and not like PC screenshots. But I'm pretty sure I've seen some gameplay that someone has shown, you know, wh where it actually displays Switch icons here and there and. Um, it was clear that it really was a Switch version, so I don't know. Anyway, um, as far as what I've been playing, so the first one is obvious. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid, um, Phantom Pain, and I finally got all of the achievements on the game. Uh, the the so the the part that I was like initially it was getting the uh, remaining um, getting all the missions S-ranked and getting all the tasks completed in every mission. That part I was able to get done, I think, on Sunday or Monday. I, I finally finished that part out. Um, but then the last two achievements I had were tied to um, specifically like online, or well, not, not even online, uh, real-time based dispatch missions where you send out soldiers to go out on a dispatch mission, and it takes like two two to three hours of real-time. Um, and you can't, it's not based on online, it's based on like, time that you're actually um, in the game. So, that took a while, mostly just because I hadn't been doing them a whole lot throughout the game. And, and you don't have to, you only have to do, like, specific ones, like there's key dispatch missions that you have to complete. But the problem is that some of the later ones, you have a lower uh, percentage on the, on the success rate, even if you have S-ranked soldiers. And so they can go in and, like, they'll have a 60-some-odd percent chance of success, which, theoretically, that gives you a better chance than not. But more times than not... I had them fail and so then I ended up having to spend a bunch of extra time um, just retrying the mission and killing time you know trying to I mean you're finding ways to pass the time in the game um, rather than just leaving it completely idle because at least one of the things I had read said that you're more likely to have success if you are if you are doing stuff at the same time than if you're just letting the, the game be idle completely um, I don't know whether or not that was actually true, but anyway, so then I, I was able to get all those completed as of yesterday, um, as of Tuesday. So, all 42 achievements, about 242 hours altogether, at least according to Steam. And, um, I mean, apart from those dispatch missions, getting on my nerves a bit, but I mean... <laughs> I, I really still loved the game. I I the I would definitely advise if anyone else was ever trying to go for those things to make sure that they have the dispatch missions going while they're still working on a bunch of stuff so they're not just having to try to find ways to fill the time while they're waiting for those to complete. Um, because I was really hoping that I could like get it recorded to where I get all the remaining achievements all at once, but those dispatch missions kept that from happening. It's like, okay, 
So I got the achievement for the dispatch missions, and then I just had to, like, accept the rewards in order to get the very last achievement that got all the key items and so on and so forth. So, anyway. But that's all done now. I'm really happy with having completed that. And, um... I decided that I wanted to just play something completely different. Um, I mean, I talked last week about potentially going into Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2. I decided for now I'm not going to. I decided to go back instead to uh, Sea of Stars, like I had originally planned to do. And I didn't get to play very much, mostly because I also needed to record gameplay for some of the stuff for my YouTube channel. Um, so I I just played a, a tiny bit of Sea of Stars and recorded a little bit of gameplay for that. I think I played like maybe half an hour yesterday, and I haven't had any time since then. Um, but what I did play a little bit of, really just for recording sake, was uh, Final Fantasy X HD, which I did uh, the comparison between Vita and Switch. Um, the I haven't put together the video yet, but I've recorded everything for it, so it's just a matter of getting it all put together, which I'll do before Sunday, since Sunday is when I normally publish those videos. I didn't end up having one this past week because I just didn't have enough time to record beforehand, or when I did have time, I forgot to record, so... And then I ended up not having any time on Sunday to do any of that. So I didn't I didn't get it done before that. But yeah, um, definitely reminded about how much I really do enjoy Final Fantasy X. It's a lot of fun. The hard part was that, um, like, the Vita version, I have a bunch of hours in. Because that's where I played it. Um, and... So initially, I was like, okay, I have my save file from, like, Endgame, where I have some of the Celestial weapons and and stuff, and if I ever go back to the game, I would probably play that version, but uh, just to, you know, get the remaining trophies and whatnot, but the Switch version I hadn't played at all, so I just decided to do new games on both in order to get that. One thing I forgot to do, and I'm just kind of going off on a tangent here. I forgot on the Vita version that there's a section near the beginning of the game where you can get the, you can import the Albed dictionary that you have from a completed game. And I have a complete Albed dictionary on the on Vita, so, but I, I just completely missed that spot. So when I got to the section where I was actually talking to, like, Riku and all of them, and they're talking in, in their language, I couldn't understand what they were saying. I was like, dang it, <laughs> I couldn't remember how to do that, and then I, I encountered it on the Switch version. I was like, dang it, why didn't I remember that earlier? That, I mean, I don't think... I can't, I can't remember them saying anything relevant, but I feel like there might have been something spoilerish, story-wise. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. So yeah, I played a little bit of that, um... And then I also did Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age on Switch and Steam Deck. Um, something that was surprising to me at first, so I tried recording it a little bit last night, and the Steam Deck version, it would boot, but it would just go to white screen and it would get stuck. It wouldn't do anything beyond that. And it was weird because when I had 
played it on my original Steam Deck, I had no problems starting it up at all. Um, and I couldn't figure out why that was. But it turns out the reason why I was having issues with it was actually because of the fact that the game does not have 1280 by 800 as a resolution option. And so if you try to boot it in that resolution, it just, it doesn't boot. Um, so I ended up having to start it up in, in uh, 1080p, 1920 by 1080. And then in doing some, some play testing a bit, once I did that, because um, of course there is no 16 by 10 resolution at all available in the settings, which sucks. Um, I ultimately de decided that running it at 1280 by 720 was the best because then you could get a pretty consistent 60 frames per second. Whereas if you're running it in 1080p, you're getting 40 to 60. So it, it varies quite a bit more. Um, but either way, the main thing is, is that I got it running and um, I'm like so much further along in the switch version than i am in the in the steam <laughs> version like 20 levels difference and a signi significant chunk of the game well maybe not significant chunk but i'm i'm like i can't remember the exact percentage story-wise i'm at but i'm definitely a lot further along in the switch version than i am the steam version and so enemies that like i'm just plowing through on the on the switch version i'm like getting killed by constantly on the steam oh, version so <laughs> i'm just like okay i i better i need to find a common area that, that i can go to with both games and make sure i'm not running into enemies that are going to kill me really easily on the steam version. <laughs> i i wish so much i could just transfer my save from the switch because like, the Switch version, it looks and it runs pretty well. I mean, it's it's only 30 frames per second, you know, just like the PS4 version um, and PS2 version, for that matter. Um, but it still looks good, and, um, I mean, it's like it's a quality port. Um, but the Steam version definitely looks better. I mean, because you can have all the settings maxed out and run it... Um, you know, get a pretty solid 60 frames per second most of the time. Sometimes it'll drop into the high 40s um, when there's a little more stuff going on in the background, but I haven't fiddled with the settings to where it's like, okay, I can have it at 60 at all times. Mostly just because I don't care that much. It's not a game that you, you need to have 60. It's just, it's nice. It's a nice feature. Nice little extra thing. But, yeah, so, it's cool stuff. I'm definitely, uh, I mean, like, this is one that, one of my favorite Final Fantasies. I think it's easily in my top three. And I, I'm not going to be playing it, really, because I've, I've already played through it, um, 100% on PS4, and before that on PS2, I did all the story, all but one of the hunts, handful of the espers um and didn't do all the secret bosses but yeah anyway ps4 i did everything with the exception I, th I think the only thing i didn't do was like something that was some side mini game that had 
zero relevance because there's no trophy tied to it and just like the, the rewards weren't worth it so I didn't do it but everything else I did all the hunts all the espers all the secret bosses all the trophies yeah and it is a fantastic remaster in every possible sense fixed like every complaint I had about the original game and made a lot of quality of life improvements so highly recommend that one but either way um now I'm planning to just dive full into Sea of Stars. That's that's my my next game, and I'm planning to play basically nothing else unless it's for just the purpose of recording stuff on my channel. But I, now that I have two more video, two more games recorded, I have at least the next couple weeks covered for that. So there's that. Anyway, so no, go ahead. No, I'll say so. What actually are your top three Final Fantasy games? Six, like your full six, four, and twelve. Okay, yeah, that's pretty nice. It's pretty nice, and in in that order, or mm -hmm. yep. Okay, I mean, like six and four, it's kind of hard because technically four I've played more <laughs> times, and well, I mean four I have played more times because it's I don't know. Well, pro probably because the first time I played it was the Super Nintendo version. The American Super version, Nintendo version, which is the easy type, so it's like an easier version of the game. But I mean, I played through that one all the way. Um, I did the Super Nintendo version. I did the PS One version. I did most of the Game Boy Advance version, but I ended up stopping and then and then played all the way through the DS version. Um, but I've I played so I played it through at least three times all the way, maybe more. I don't remember for sure. And it's still absolutely one of my favorites. But 6 is just... It's such a masterpiece. And it's the only reason why I haven't played it through more times is because I would start playing it and I'd get really into it for a bit and then I'd just fall off. And so I think I've like played all the way through that one probably twice. But... Oh, oh, you know what? I know what it was. The last time I was trying to play through it again, the reason I stopped was because I thought that they were going to do a remake of it like they did with Final Fantasy IV. Oh. And so I was hoping that they would do that, and so I stopped because I was like, you know, I really want to really play a 3D remake of this, and then it never happened. And now, um, at some point, I'll probably play through it on Switch with the, um, the Pixel Remaster. Mm. I mean, it's it's fantastic. So, definitely. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, anything else before we start getting into news? Um, I guess just one thing regarding the dispatch missions. So, mm. um, with those, uh, those weren't anything that you could necessarily say assist in any way. With those, were something that you just had to set. Okay. No, the, the the annoying thing is, is like uh, like on Peace Walker, you had those as well. But Peace Walker, you can you can add. I mean, you can select not just the the soldiers that you want to send out, but you can also like select tanks, helicopters, things like that that you can give them. These ones, oh. it's set particular things that you can give them. Like you you, you don't get a choice mm. in the matter. So like the later missions, you'll have uh, like these 
uh, walker gear things, which are essentially kind of like the Magitek armor things, essentially for um, from Final Fantasy VI. Um, and in like, and then there's like one tank thing that you get sent out, and that's all you get sent out. And you can set, I mean, you can set which soldiers you want to send. And sometimes, you know, if you get ones with specific skills, it can be more helpful. But it's still, you're not going to have a super high success rate. So it's mm. just, it's more or less RNG. Is what you're dealing with. And gosh, oh, <laughs> that's that's why I would definitely say that anybody who wants to do all that just needs to make sure that they're doing it, uh, starting it earlier than I did, so that they're not stuck waiting for that at the very end and just trying to fill the time. Because I mean, like the game's fun, and I I enjoy doing this stuff, but I kind of feel like it's pointless going back through everything when I already have all the all the missions done, I have S-rank on everything, I have all tasks completed, I have every other achievement, and it's just these last two that are connected to each other that require, you know, just being in-game and either doing something or just leaving an idol. <laughs> so, anyway. Alright, let's talk about some news. So, I think we need to start off, first of all, talking about this Xbox Direct, now that that is over and done. Um, I figure we just go ahead and go through games one at a time. First, I actually want to talk about, or rather ask you, if you have any thoughts on... Um, what's the name of the game? It's Aura something or other. Can't remember of it. What it's called. Yeah, I think it was just, um, uh, Aura, uh, History Untold. Yeah, so, something, something like that. Um, so, yeah. so, yeah, um, this isn't my kind of game. I'm not really into those kind of strategy games, but I know, like, you, you were playing the Total War games recently, or rather, you were playing the one Total War game. Um, is this something that is interesting to you, or do you care about it at all? I mean, I would probably have to look at some more just because, like, I'm not the uh, the biggest strategy person. Mm. Uh, I've played a couple different strategy games, um, and I definitely feel like turn-based strategy games, as far as on that scale, where you're like con controlling, say, entire armies, something like that is not my strongest suit. So I feel like that game wouldn't necessarily apply to me. I mean, I could try it, and I might get into it, but I feel like uh, it's not a game that I'm necessarily too in much into. Like, it looks similar to, I guess, the Civ games, um, just because of that, like, historical aspect, and you're mm -hmm. playing with your old civilizations and stuff like that, but I wasn't really either really into that. I don't think I have any of those games either, for that matter, but yeah, but I agree with you, that's not really my cup of tea either. Alright, yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, like, if this was the type of game I was interested in, if I like, if I actually liked these strategy games, then I think it would probably be really cool. Um, but, apart from that, I was just like, eh. <laughs> I, I, my eyes kind of glazed over during this presentation. Like, I, I tried to give it as much um, attention as I could, but these kind of games just, honestly, they kind of stress me out. I just... I feel like I end up 
too often just wanting to I feel like I'm going to mess mess something up, I'm going to miss something, and I'm just not going to be able to keep up with what's going on, and I don't know. I just, I don't want something that I have to be that actively <laughs> um, attentive on a bunch of different things all at once, because that's just not the way my brain works, so. Yeah. That's, that's definitely the one I'm least interested in. Um... Something actually I think we should do before we get into all the other games is just overall, um, what was your impression without getting into specifics of the of the whole uh, direct as it stands? Um, as it stands, I definitely think that there's a lot of as a whole. I think that there there are a lot of options for people, especially if you're say solely on xbox uh as, as a console i think mm -hmm. there are definitely some options for you depending on what you want now it might necessarily be completely varied because you do sort of just have either a strategy game a rpg and some adventure games but i think that well in slash action but mm -hmm. i do think that there I, I definitely think that there's something that people can enjoy especially if you're it's something that you are especially really interested in like i think if you're really heavily interested in rpgs or if you're heavily interested in to say well especially rpgs i should say because we've there were there were several of those mm. um there's definitely something you can enjoy um i wouldn't necessarily say that everything that was shown was for me um i i mean there's definitely a couple things that i thought were interesting i think that there's stuff that can work which we'll of course go into more detail about mm. but um I think it was decent as as a whole. Um, like like I said, not everything I think I'm completely interested in, especially with like the Aura game. But I do think that there at least was something there, and that was still overall pretty pretty decent. I'll say. Yeah, I pretty much agree with you on that. I mean, I think that there were more games I was interested in than not, but. I mean, I'm not sure that there's anything that's necessarily a day one purchase for me. Hmm. Um, as many things as there were interesting to me, I'm just having a hard time with the idea of paying $70 for much of anything. Especially considering the fact that I really do have a lot in my backlog that I want to play this year. And, like, I'm not... As I've, as I've said before, like, I don't have necessarily specific games. I'm like, oh, I have to play this this year, but it's just more... I'm looking at all the games I have, and I see a bunch of stuff I want to play. And none of these games are necessar necessarily, like, I want to play this more than I want to play something else that I already have. So, I'll just put it that way. But, let's get into more specifics. So... I think we should start and end with, like, the biggest ones. So let's go into Hellblade 2 first. So, um, I think I'll go ahead and start with this because of the fact that I, I played all the way through the first game. I have mixed thoughts on this. Now, what they've shown so far, of course the game looks fantastic visually stunning, extremely impressive. I mean, it's easily the most realistic-looking game that exists currently. 
and there are definitely some some ones out there that are super impressive but this is easily the most impressive um and the thing is is that i know from looking at what they've shown that this is all in engine footage this isn't just cutscenes because i mean with as much as they did with the first hellblade which was already super impressive this one is unreal engine 5 and um they've demonstrated very clearly that this is like real in engine and super impressive but aside from visuals um it looks like it's going to be in many ways very much the same as the first game they've said that they've uh, done a bit more with the combat and the puzzles and it sounds like it's basically kind of just expanding in terms of the overall experience um what the first game did so doing taking the things that were already great about the first game and improving on them and just continuing to have that environmental um storytelling more than anything else um you know having the voices as a very um crucial part of Senua's character and everything. Um, but at the same time, I appreciate much like with the first game that they're not making her into like this Mary Sue who can just do everything perfectly and that she's actually like, she actually has to really fight hard and she's legitimately not just, it, it isn't all just coming easy to her. She's still having to struggle through everything and fight her way through and I don't know I just I find it really interesting um where I'm not really sold on the game at least in one sense is the fact that it's going to be about the same length as the first one which is not a long game it was like I think I hundred percented the game in about six and a half hours um I could be wrong on that front I might be mixing up things actually actually I should just look that up um, and I'll look that up after I'm done talking about my part, but, um, $50, so it's not full priced, but it's still a pretty short game, and on the one hand, I'm okay with that because I don't need, I would rather have the game be shorter and be a quality game than be longer and just basically feel like it's fluffed out and it's just padded to, you know, add more hours, because I wouldn't really want this to be, like, a 30-hour game. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm not sure about $50 for that short of a game. So, I don't know. It's it's still not something where I'm like, oh, I want to buy this day one, and it's more just because as interested as I am in it, I'm definitely planning to buy it, but I'm not sure that I want to buy it immediately when it comes out. So, that's basically my thoughts on the matter. Alright. Yeah, that's definitely fair enough. Um, my thoughts on this are partially... Well, when I first saw the... Uh, when I first saw the video online and the clips, I, I, I... This was actually before I played the first game, before I bought the game. So, I, I, was, I was very very hesitant about this game just because of the fact that I was looking through it through the entire presentation for the for Hellblade 2 and I barely saw any you know complete gameplay mm -hmm. uh aspects I was wearing 
okay, I don't know much about the gameplay. Like, I want to know more about the gameplay, and mm. I'm not really seeing too much. I'm just seeing a lot of people talking about the game. And that was really making me hesitant about mm -hmm. getting it, just because I was thinking, I don't know. I mean, I, I appreciate them talking about characters and story, but personally, for me, as playing games, gameplay is the core aspect that I care about, and that's right. one of the things that I find to be like the most important part of a game is playing it so mm -hmm. when i was watching the presentation i was just very i was I, I was thinking i appreciate the fact they're saying they're going to do more go into more depth with things and i also agree that it looks good um but i was just thinking i actually want to see how the game how how the game plays and stuff um mm -hmm. after playing through uh, the first game some i can sort of understand more now because of what the focus of the game is sort of on that as you mentioned the environmental storytelling and um explore and examining the character exploring the character um so i do understand as to why that the gameplay wasn't as much of an emphasis um i can definitely see that one thing i definitely would say is that i i guess i partially or maybe just slightly disagree about the fact that the game is or needs to be as short like as you mentioned you know 30 hours is uh, i wouldn't want to be 30 hours right but um i i think that if it is the same length of the first game i mean unless they did a whole lot more changes with some of the mm -hmm. combat with the puzzles and stuff like that and the actual gameplay I think I would be fine. Um, I think if it is about six to eight hours, um, I think that's good just because based on what I'm playing so far, and I've only really gotten through the... F I've, I've gone through the um, the Raven boss fights, and I just started getting into um, the fire area. Um, mm -hmm. I just started doing that. I just started getting into that part. So I feel like... Just based on what so far, unless something more happens, uh, that really makes things, you know, just starts things to, to ramp up more. I think anything too much longer than that, and it personally would just feel a little tedious. So right. I think that length is fine. As far as the $50 price tag, I don't know how much the original game costs. Um, I know that's the full at least what's stated on steam the full price is 30 dollars. i don't know if it was more than that when it first launched or not um if it was around that price point i think that's pretty fair um considering if it, if it was 50 dollars then it's like 50 dollars now for the sequel and you get you know the better graphics and whatnot i think that's mm. pretty fair if it's if it was still 30 dollars when it first launched a near that that's that's like nearly that's almost a 100% price increase uh, but I mean I don't know it, it's definitely not something I would pay on day one uh, uh, just cause like it's something that you know wait for a little bit of a sale there the one thing I actually will say is that it's a bit of a shame for console players who can't get this physically that's mm -hmm. completely digital only right. and that's something that we've actually seen um Alan Wake 2, that was digital only, and there was right. no chance of a physical version. So I do feel like for people who do want to get the game physically, 
that's a bit of a shame on, on their end just because they don't have that option. So I, w I do wish that the game did have that option, but it is nice though that you know, you're not paying $70 for the game, uh, which well, most of the games are going to be $70, so that that is uh, good news there. Yeah. And yeah, you made some good points, and, and I actually looked at my time, and I it was actually 11 hours it took me to 100% it. Um, that was with me getting lost a couple times, or maybe not lost, but just having, having a difficult time finding certain things and occasionally, you know, uh, having a difficult time working my way through puzzles, but I don't think I looked up solutions a whole lot. Um, so it's it's mostly, I mean, anyway. So I'm I'm still a little mixed on it. I, I think for me it's more just, it's not necessarily that I don't think it's worth $50. It's just I'm not sure if I want to spend $50 because I'm not sure if I want to play it right away. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, because it does come out May 21st, which is, you know, a good. it's good they have something second quarter. Um, but yeah, and I know that the Switch version, at least, if I remember correctly, when I was looking it up earlier today, is like 40 bucks without a sale. Okay. Um, and I don't remember if that one ever got a physical version on Switch, but the, I honestly, I really believe what's going to happen with both Alan Wake 2 and Hellblade 2 is they're going to be digital only at first, and then they're going to get physical releases later on through limited run. <laughs> because they know that people will will pay it. I mean, it's just like with Baldur's Gate 3, that was digital only. I don't know if they said initially that they weren't planning to do a physical version, or if they or if they actually just said that they would do physical later on, but I, I could see that happening. So, we'll see what happens with that. Either way, I think it looks great. Um, yeah, you definitely gave me some stuff to think about when it comes to the the price versus the length but we'll just see i don't know maybe i'll go through green man gaming and you know get it for you know 10 20 percent off whatever it ends up being initially and see what happens with that but at least as of right now i'm not planning to buy it right away of course i wasn't planning to buy starfield right away and then i got <laughs> sold on it and bought the early access version and started playing it day one so <laughs> we'll see i mean this is definitely a smaller game than starfield but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens when may 21st rolls around and what i'm thinking at that point but anyway all right well let's move on to the next game here so let's talk about avowed um so i'll go ahead and let you start this one off okay um, so, honestly, this is probably one of the game, or this is probably near the higher end of my curiosity, um, mm -hmm. as far as, like, how much I'm interested in the game. So, it definitely seems like there's definitely quite a bit of polish and quality, mm -hmm. and I would say as far as, I mean, I, I don't know how fair it is to compare this game, but just based on what I've seen so far... And it also just partially because when I first saw the game, uh, whenever it was initially announced and revealed, I was very skeptical. Granted, it's really hypocritical for me to say this just because I've played um, Elder Scrolls, but I was thinking, oh, I don't know how I feel about playing a fantasy game in first-person perspective. Um, but 
watching this, uh, the new footage we saw, showing how, like, the combat and also using some of, like, the spells, I thought, you know what, that actually, personally, just based on what I've seen, and granted, I haven't gotten too far into any particular Elder Scrolls game, so if it does something better, then I am just unaware of that right now, as, as mm -hmm. of right now. It seems to be doing some things better than Elder Scrolls as far as like mm -hmm. the combat, especially with using the magic and stuff like that. Right. So I actually, when I saw this, looking, huh, that looks interesting. I I, I think that's, I, I think that's great. I, I think that I mean, unless Bethesda does something, um, this could definitely surpass <laughs> what it, what's going to be done in Elder Scrolls Part Six. So I thought that looks good there. Um, some of the, or at least from what I saw. With the dialogue choice, especially when you're investigating stuff, I thought that was a pretty interesting aspect. Um, definitely, you know, especially since it can change how things are resolved, especially since you have to talk to different people, figure out what's going on. I thought that I thought that was pretty cool, and you know, doing that sort of fantasy detective work that I thought that was pretty fun, to be honest. Um, but at the same time, though, I don't know if I'm completely sold on the game uh, even though it was something i was very interested in after watching the footage i i just i just don't know if i'm gonna if, if that's something i'm going to just i i definitely won't get day one i if i get it it would probably be something where it's maybe around the 40 dollar price range before i start to get it but i don't know as of right now yeah I, I agree with just about everything you said. Um, I will say, I think that the combat looks better than Elder Scrolls. Um, just because Elder Scrolls, honestly, the thing that's always been weakest is the combat. Um, with that question, like so many other elements of the game, the exploration and, uh, you know, the, the way that your choices impact, the way things go and everything else are like really good and there's there's a lot to them but definitely when it comes to the combat i always feel like it's just never been all that great and while i still feel like there's some aspects of it that are of this game that are still very very elder scrolls like i also think that um like some of the use of magic and being able to change your loadouts on the fly. Um, just like the general style as well are definitely better than what you get with Elder Scrolls from what I can tell. And of course, I also just, I've had positive experiences with other Obsidian games, particularly Outer Worlds. And I, I just... I think Obsidian is good at what they do, so I, I'm with you, however, on saying that I don't think this is a day one purchase for me, but even with that being said, I still think it looks really good, and I, I love the art style, and there's a lot of things about it that definitely have me interested, but... We'll kind of just have to wait and see how things go, whether or not I decide that this is one of those that I want to play right away, because my guess is it probably won't be. Um, especially because, like, Outer Worlds, I still haven't even finished it yet. Like, I I played, like, 
20 some odd hours on the Switch before I stopped playing because the performance just got too bad. And then I bought the game on discount on, on Steam and played a good chunk of it and basically got more or less caught up to where I was on Switch. But then I fell off that, mostly because it was like right around the time I first got my Steam Deck. And so I was just trying out a bunch of different things and not really sticking to anything. <laughs> um, but it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I think Avowed looks like a cool game. It's one I'm very interested in, but like just about everything else that they've shown, I'm not sure if I want to play it more than I want to play games I already have. Um, any other thoughts on that? I uh, know. All right. So there was a bit of a surprise announcement, and I think it was a little bit of a troll by Square Enix because, um, you know, they they show oh Square Enix is is the surprise uh, guest appearance here. I thought oh are they going to finally say Final Fantasy VII remake? And no, it's uh, Visions of Mana which is the latest game in the Mana series, uh, which goes all the way back to... I can't even remember what the original Mana game was translated to. I mean, I, I know that it was labeled as, like, Final Fantasy Legend or something like that on the Game Boy, and then uh, they did Secret of Mana on the Super Nintendo, and um, then the Trials of Mana, which originally was a Japan-only release, I believe, also for the Game Boy, and then later came to Switch, and then got a remake that came to a bunch of platforms. The Secret of Mana got a remake on, like, the Vita as well. Um, a Legend of Mana, I think, was the first game. But anyway, so... This is a series I've never gotten into... Um, I tried playing Secret of Man on the Super Nintendo, and it just didn't grab me. Um, but seeing this trailer for for this new game actually kind of makes me want to get the series another chance. Like, get start start from scratch and see if I can get into it. Even if it's just starting with the Super Nintendo one, which was Secret of Mana, which I think would probably be the easier one to start with if I was going to pick one. But... I don't know. What do you think about all this? Um, well, I, I'm actually very interested by what you said about starting off with Secret of Mana and not it not clicking with you because I started with Secret of Mana and I played the game. I got through the first boss fight and I died and I thought, huh, is this a boss fight I'm supposed to lose to? Am I supposed to like get rescued or something like that? And I realized, no, I lost. And I thought... Maybe I did something wrong, and then I tried it again, went to the boss fight, and I realized, no, I, I just died. And it took me a while to realize the fact that, the, from based on what I was going through it, the game does not play how I was thinking about it. Because I was thinking, okay, it's an action RPG, I can just dodge, I can just run away, and I won't get hit. I still got hit even when I was a distance away, and I realized, I really don't like this game. <laughs> Just because I was thinking, the game is Kent Decide wants to be a turn-based RPG where you, you know, where you just you know 
take your hits, take your turns and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Or it's supposed to be action because you do move around and you do actually have to land a hit on an enemy. Yeah. Um, and I, I really just did not come back to that game. And I, I played so, Sword of Mana on the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. And that actually seems to do a whole lot better for me. I had a better experience. And I didn't get too far in it, but it seemed better to me. Um, so if I ever get back, if I ever went back and played any of the mana games that I have, I w- would see what happens. Um, this at least seems interesting. Uh, definitely seems like it could be a nice refresh, a revamp of the series. Um, definitely interesting seeing it, you know, an actual new title, not necessarily a remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, from their backlog so that is interesting yeah. to see if you know that's coming out if that could be something that could be in a sense being a resurgence sort of like i mean it's very popular in japan but it's not it wasn't necessarily popular over here um mm-hmm. the dragon quest games if this could be sort of like the next dragon quest in the west where mm-hmm. it makes the where the series just really gets popular and people really start speaking more about it i mean of course people probably talked about with the remakes trial of man and stuff like that but if this is something that really you know ramps things up that would be interesting uh to see but i personally won't get the game just because i'm still not uh, i i'm just I, I just really want square enix to just really just let go of your nfts like i i'm really <laughs> they're they, they double down so i'm just like no, I can't. I can't do this square. So, so because of that, I'm just like, no, I, I'm refraining from the game. But it does seem does seem good. Yeah, I mean, once again, this is definitely not something I would buy day one. I mean, unless I somehow got like heavily invested in the series and just decided that I, I mean, it was somehow able to um, not only get into but complete all of the games before this one came out, and just was like obsessed with it kind of like you know i ended up getting with metal gear solid um that's the only way i could see myself buying a day one otherwise it would just be like okay well if i get into this series and i find myself liking it all enough to where i want to play the latest game then yeah i'll do it but i'm not going to play it unless i play the other games first because whether or not they're even like connected story-wise the thing for me about about playing through games in order as much as possible, with the exception of like Final Fantasy, where you know I started with eight and then played a bunch of random ones after that, is that I like to appreciate the gameplay improvements. Well, just all the the improvements, the gameplay improvements, the quality of life improvements, you know, music, whatever else, from one game to the next, and I don't appreciate that if I start with. The last game and then work my way full work my way backwards you know it can work sometimes like sly cooper i started with the fourth game and then i went back and played one through three uh, and i definitely appreciated those changes but the fourth one ended up still being my favorite one in terms of gameplay because it was gameplay wise the most advanced of the four games so but anyway yeah Another one where I'm just like, okay, whatever. I I do hope for the sake of the Xbox community that they're able to get Final Fantasy VII Remake and uh, Final Fantasy XVI even, maybe. (laughs) Um, Plus, also, I'd just love to see the PlayStation fanboy solved because there there will be some. 
there will be a lot of it. Um, either way, we'll, we'll just we'll kind of wait and see what happens with all of that. But now we get into the big game of the show: Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. So, I'll start off with my thoughts on this. Um, obviously, there were reasons why I, I understand why people would be uh, ragging on this game, particularly with some of the the ways that they presented it uh, with their staff members and some of the things that they said in general. But, in terms of just looking at the game itself um, certain things about how they introduced it like for one the fact that when they talked about this being Indiana Jones that you know considers the legacy it only it only listed the first three Indiana Jones movies it did not even acknowledge Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or Dial of Destiny it just just the first three movies and this one takes place in between um two and three, although I think technically it would be in between one and three because two is a prequel to one. But yeah. but I, I can't I can't remember if they actually said that when they said when they did it or, or I not. think they did say like chrono chronologically it takes I think they said chronologically it takes place between Raiders and Last okay, Crusade. Good. Because so I, I I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that they did because like I I just I couldn't remember what they said. I knew that it was Bef I know it was before Last Crusade. That's the only thing I, I remembered specifically, and I couldn't remember whether that what they said as far as which one came right before it. But anyway, so yeah, that's great. Um, the there is I have some cautious pessimism, of course, just being afraid that that they could still decide to do the uh, what's what's the phrasing that they used for um, subverting our expectations and <laughs> make it so that the the girl is really the main hero but at least all the gameplay they showed was all indie uh, doing the stuff and um The, uh, okay, sorry. In terms of the overall, the way the game looks, I think the gameplay looks like it could be really interesting. I like the fact that they decided to go primarily first person because it's something that makes the game different than the other games that are like it. So both Indiana, or, I mean, I'm sorry, both Uncharted and Tomb Raider are both third person. And this one is primarily first person with the exception of like some behind the back shots like when he's climbing stuff or swinging across uh, you know gaps and stuff with his whip, that sort of thing. Um but I I think that I think that using the first person perspective, I mean besides the fact that machine games that's what they do, their their games are all in first person. It's also the fact that there's it just it makes it feel more distinct and not just there's no reason for uh, people to claim that this is just a ripoff 
even though of course you know they're still making fun of it because it's not third person uh because they think that it should be third person like uncharted even though if it was third person like uncharted they would just be calling it an uncharted ripoff and even though uncharted is more or less based on indiana jones but yeah anyway <laughs> all that being said i think i think the game looks really good i'm cautiously optimistic about it um i i think that even though the voice actor they've chosen for indy is not quite doesn't sound quite the same as harrison ford it's troy baker and troy baker is is fantastic i mean he is he's an excellent voice actor and he, he does a really good job like he's not quite harrison ford but he's close enough to where it's like it, it doesn't feel like it's someone completely different, even though it also does, if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't I mean it's Troy Baker, you know. He he's extremely versatile. I mean he he was he, he played uh uh what's his face? Uh Revolver Ocelot in, in Middle Gear Solid Five. So and, and, and they they literally just made him I mean, it. Ocelot looks like Troy Baker, with <laughs> with, with long, grayish hair, and they they made it work. Like it's, it sounds like Troy Baker looks like Troy Baker, but just enough of a difference to where it's like, okay, I can see how how he could be Revolver Ocelot. Anyway, enough about that. I want to hear your thoughts on this. So I'm, I, I I can understand why they, well, I can understand why they would want to make it through, make it a first person perspective, as you mentioned for that distinct perspective, but I'm, I don't know, I, I, honestly, I understand the criticism, I know I understand they don't want it to be a clone, but honestly, I sort of want it to be third person, but not like uncharted and not like modern tomb raider well i really would have liked it if it was more so akin to the original tomb raider games or like the later indiana jones games like the emperor's tomb or even going back like say almost a decade earlier um the infernal machine because those i think were a perf were sort of like a good adventurous with some action elements uh into it i thought those games worked especially playing the original tomb raider games that's something i really wanted to see uh more of that gameplay more of that style of game whereas with the more modern one it's more action focused um and sure indie you know indiana jones movies have that those action elements but just going through the exploration i think especially with like say platforming I think that would have been really good for a third-person perspective. Um, mm -hmm. So, I'm kind of disappointed there. Again, machine games, first-person games are their forte. So, that's their bread and butter. They know what they're doing with that with that part. So, I can, I can have hope that it'll be good, but it's still not necessarily what I would want like i i definitely do not want and i think it's really crazy when people call call if it was third person they would call it an uncharted and tomb raider clone considering the fact that uncharted basically is a 
Tomb Raider clone, and Tomb Raider is essentially, in a sense, an Indiana Jones, an Indiana Jones clone. And right. even consider the fact that uh, Laura Croft, one of the main items she actually was possibly going to have in the first game was going to be a whip, but they scrapped that. So anyone calling it a clone really does not know what they're talking about if they're just going to say, oh, Indiana Jones is a clone of these games. No, they're a clone. They would not exist if it wasn't for indie. Like, right. let, let's just get that straight. So uh, the fanboys aside, I, 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 it could work. I don't know. But as you mentioned, uh, the, the comment on the story about being, especially for modern audiences, mm, right. like that was just a a huge red flag for me um right. so I, I i will definitely wait and see more about the game especially after it comes out mm -hmm. and if everything seems good then you know i might come back if there's a sale especially if it's you know now that i'm really doing a lot of more green man gaming stuff now mm. <laughs> i might come back and say hey if there's a sale i might get it then but it's definitely something where i'll have to wait and see as you mentioned uh, cautious but optimistic um, right. that uh, I'm more so cautious but I'm hoping that I'm hoping this turns out well I, I would like to see it turn out well right definitely I mean it's one of those things where it's so hard to tell because yes the whole modern audience is saying that that definitely is the one red flag I have and I will at least keep my eyes peeled for some of the stuff that people have to say. But I think occasionally people just blow some things a little out of proportion um, in terms of, like, fighting against the woke stuff and everything else. Like, I'm definitely opposed to that, all that stuff. But at the same time, I think occasionally people just... Like, I understand their complaint, and I think that their complaints are valid, but at the same time, I think that they just make a mountain out of a molehill, more or less. Like, um, the whole pronouns thing in uh, Starfield, which it's, it is in the character selection screen. You can select your pronouns, and, I mean, they only have two types of pronouns, but like, I, I definitely understand where like Az was coming from with his his frustration about you just can't escape this. But for me, it just ended up being a situation where I'm like you know, it, it never comes up in the game after that at all. Not a single time. And it might be different if if people are doing different things, I, I don't know. I'm not going to get into all that. The point is that I think sometimes people hate, sometimes people just go overboard on their frustration with it. And for me, I just, I kind of take it in stride depending on what it is and how far it goes. I don't, I don't feel like Starfield was egregious in it. It was just kind of like, let's get some points with, with these crowds and, so we're going to throw this in to the character creation screen and then never acknowledge it again after that. Um, and as long as Indiana Jones does not, like, basically replace him halfway through the game with this female character and say, 
now she, you know, she you're playing as her the rest of the game <laughs> it's probably all right i mean her her being you know a little sassy towards him and stuff it's like okay well that's every female who's been in the indiana jones movies it's like yes you know, since like especially with marion <laughs> like right exactly like exactly like you know from the very first movie you know you always have that but as long as indy is the main character for the whole game and at most, you have like one or two very, very brief sections where you're playing as as the female character. I mean, personally, I hope it's neat and no sections because this is the first Indiana proper Indiana Jones game we've had in a really, really long time. Um, I can live with it, but obviously, my preference is just that they make it about Indy because. That's what it's about. This, you know, don't don't do the Dial of Destiny thing and emasculate him and replace him with that awful Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who's who literally plays the same character in every movie she's in, even when she's a robot. <laughs> uh, can't stand her. But anyway, obviously they can't kill him off since this is. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they can't they can't do what they were going to do with Dial of Destiny and, and kill him off and replace him with her and have her go back in time and be the only Indiana Jones throughout all those situations uh, I'm not going to get into that okay we're, we're, we're not going to talk about that but as an overall thing I'm going to say cautiously optimistic I'll watch and see what happens I'm not going to worry too much about some of people's opinions because there are certain people like a great example is griffin gaming like i i agree with him on a lot of stuff you know he talks about fanboy stuff all the time and a lot of his stuff is really entertaining but sometimes i think that he just hates things just to be different it's like okay you know more power to you not that his criticisms are all invalid but sometimes i think he just intentionally hates everything because it's you know gets him more clicks whatever it's like okay that's fine you know you can hate this if you want i still like it i liked starfield <laughs> and i th i thought that the, the xbox direct was pretty good overall but anyway any further thoughts on indie or anything else within the xbox direct nope nope i thought no i think i got everything out Alright, so let's go ahead and talk a bit about these Nintendo Direct rumors. Now, I will say in advance, although I think these are probably the most credible rumors I've seen in a while, or at least the most believable rumors, we don't know that they're necessarily real. Um, I definitely will say that I will still remain semi-skeptical, but I think that of the different things I've heard in the past this one is probably the most believable so anyway um, do you want to talk a bit about that or you want me to just bring up the different games that they mentioned uh, yeah I can mention I can uh, discuss this so there was a 4chan thread um, I saw I found an archive version of the thread but someone who apparently leaked the Princess Peach ninja and cowgirl outfits from the upcoming Princess Peach game uh, said that the, the next Nintendo Direct will have these games in it, and that is a Fire Emblem 4 remake, and Fire Emblem 4 is 
from what I recall, uh, a game that was only released in Japan. Um, there will be a Donkey Kong Country game for the 30th anniversary, Metroid Prime 2 Remastered, a Grezzo remake of the Zelda Oracle games, and I think from what I heard, Grezzo is the company or, or the group that did Link's Awakening um, mm -hmm. uh, remake. And also a return of the Famicom Detective Club games, or at least a rebranding in a sense as now as the Nintendo uh, Detective Club. So nothing more specific than that, but that's just what was mentioned. Um, so those are going to be the games that will be shown at the next Direct. It, didn't, the, the, it wasn't stated when the Direct is going to be, just that those will be shown in the next Direct. All right. So, there are, I, I have to say, the one thing that really makes me kind of question this one is the Famicom Detective Club thing. Now, the main reason why is because I can't understand why they would rebrand it as Nintendo Direct Detective Club when they've already released the remakes of the Famicom Detective Club games on the Switch a couple years ago. Um, I, I and I actually have I have the trailer playing right now for the for the video version, but you know, like these games already, I I can't understand why they would change the branding of it if they've already kept it as Famicom for the for the U.S. localizations. So that is the one thing that makes me question the legitimacy of this apart from the fact that it's on 4chan i mean 4chan of course obviously <laughs> you know um so, so that is the one thing that makes me say this is potentially fake but some of these other things that they've said of course the fact that they got the princess peach stuff correct in the past um are either safe predictions or are just very likely predictions like the metroid prime 2 remaster i mean you know we we all we we pretty much know that it's going to happen you know there's there's no no doubt that uh metroid prime 2 and metroid prime 3 are going to get remasters in some form or another some people have stated uh typically i mean more insiders have stated that they are pretty sure that these are not going to be on the same scale as the first Metroid Prime remaster. And, I mean, I wish that they would be because <laughs> the first Metroid Prime remaster was fantastic. Um, but, like, I, I don't have any doubt that the Metroid Prime 2 remaster is going to happen and that it could very easily be announced and maybe even shadow dropped at the next Nintendo Direct. They could just do the exact same thing that they did with the first Metroid Prime uh, remaster where they shadow dropped it after that Direct and then and then did the physical version like three weeks later, whatever it was. I can't remember what date the last Nintendo Direct was. I know that the um, physical version didn't come out till February 22nd. Yeah. Which is when I got the game, but either way, I I mean I think Metroid Prime Two Remastered is it's a very safe uh, prediction. The um, the Fire Emblem uh, Four Remake, which is I think it's supposed to be uh, something about the Holy War, 
genealogy of the holy war genealogy of the holy war thank you um that one has been has been rumored for a while uh nate the hate in particular has been one who has said a bunch of times that this is coming so that's also one where i'm just like okay yeah it's another safe bet because you have someone who has a previous uh, uh, someone who's previously demonstrated themselves to be an insider has said that this is coming so that's another one where it's like okay yeah it's probably coming whether or not it's going to be in this direct i don't know but it seems very likely that it's going to happen plus we haven't had um a another fire emblem game in a little bit and or well i guess what was it i think i'm trying to think if they had like a regular fire emblem game last if if engage was the last one or if it was one of the warriors games that was last but even I mean, regardless they, they of, because they had they had Fire Emblem Engage was the most recent like mainline one, and then they had Fire Emblem Warriors something or other. It was either before that or after that, and I can't remember which. Um, but either way, it was uh, was it Three Hopes maybe for the, I think I think Three Hopes was the name of the second Warriors game, if I remember correctly. Okay. But anyway, um, so so we have it's been and it's been a while since we had a remake. The last remake we had was Shadows of Valentia, as far as I can remember on 3DS, which I haven't played yet, but I do have the physical of that. Um, so I I think that you know once again it's another safe prediction. Um, the 30th anniversary Donkey Kong game. Um, this one is an interesting one because I haven't specifically heard anyone talk about that, but it's also kind of like it's one of those predictions where it sounds like something that's believable, but also could just as easily be a complete <laughs> fabrication than just basically guessing that there's going to be something for the 30th anniversary. Um, and I mean, this is, this is the 30th anniversary, so it's, it is definitely possible that that's the plan. Um. I think that that would probably be the one thing that of those predictions would um, make me believe that this person actually knows what they're talking about. Unless, of course, someone else has already said that it's happening, like you know, someone else has already proven himself to be an insider that has has this type of knowledge. And if they're if they're literally just you know repeating what they've already heard from from someone else that's that's a reputable source, then well then I, I, I would just not even consider this person to be necessarily legitimate. I mean, the, the thing about Princess Peach stuff, it's like, okay, well, maybe, I don't know. I'm just a little skeptical because most of these things sound like they are just really safe bets, that they're, they're basically just guessing and that they're all things that are pretty much very likely to happen. Um... Here, what was oh, and then there's the Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages remakes. This is another one where I think that it is, it has the potential to be a real thing because Grezzo has done a bunch of Zelda remakes in the past. I mean, they did Ocarina of Time, they did Majora's Mask, and they did uh, Link's Awakening. So they've done remakes of all three of those Zelda games why Nintendo wouldn't put them on another remake, especially considering you have these two other 2D Zelda games that could 
very easily just be remade in the same engine that they used for Link's Awakening. I mean, it, it makes sense that they would do that. But it's also one of those things where it could just as easily be... This is... I'm just guessing. I'm just spitballing here, you know. So. Um, I think that was pretty much all my thoughts on those. So, what about you? What, what are your thoughts on these? I, I definitely agree that you could look at this all and think it's just a bunch of safe bets. The only reason why I actually sort of think it might be credible is partially just because of Famicom Detective Club. Um, that's not a game that people talk about. That's not a game that people, you know, necessarily would say, oh, I want to see more of Famicom Detective Club. This seems kind of out of left field for me. Um, mm -hmm. And that's something I would really expect. That's partially why I kind of feel like this might be more than just an educated guess. Um, I'm not saying that this necessarily makes everything legit, but I do... It's I guess it's partially because of that that I think this could happen. Now, of course, I mainly want it to be true because of Metroid Prime 2. <laughs> but... Um, but I don't know, I, I I mean, a lot of the stuff does make sense. Donkey Kong makes sense. Um, the Oracle games getting a remake, it makes sense. Granted, what I would kind of like to see if it is true is that you would get both games bundled together, not have to have both of them separate like they were originally. That's one thing I actually would like to see um, is that you would get actually get both games together. And, you know, especially still make it, well, especially, I mean, you don't even really have the same thing you could do back in the original day where you could just connect to, I mean, you could technically do it with the Switch, but I think it would just be easier just to put it together. So that way, if you wanted to get the third part of the game where you have to beat both games and then get the uh, actual end game where you actually do fight Ganon, it would be better just to do it all on the same cartridge, but... Either way, I, I I just hope they do that if it is true. But overall, overall, I think it'll happen. My guess, and I mean, I don't know if Nintendo has said anything about their next direct. My guess is maybe it would be in February. Um, when it would be, I mean, granted, that was when they had the direct for metro prime last year was in february or earlier february or something like that mm. so we could hear something soon from nintendo saying hey we've got direct unless of course they've already mentioned that and i just never heard anything about that so no. so no, we'll, they typically we'll announce the day before that the day before they do it okay but um i i think i mean i'm it could, I, I, it could be mostly just wishful stuff, thinking and stuff, but I think that I, I, I'm, I feel like I would say I'm 60% certain that this is something that could happen. Well, I'm going to have to push back on you a little bit. Because, <laughs> like, initially I was looking at this, but it's just the more I felt about it, the more I, I, I will say... February Direct, very likely. They've done February Directs a bunch. I think, like, 2020 was probably the last time that they didn't do one. 
No, maybe, maybe it was earlier than that. I can't remember. There was like one year where we didn't get a direct for most of the year. Probably was 2020, actually. Um, and, th I mean, they've... In general, February has been a normal time that they've done directs. So, that part, very likely. And I think most of these are safe bets. The Famicom Detective Club thing is the is the one thing that makes me question it. And the reason why it makes me question it is not because of the fact that it's... Uh, I mean, I think the fact that it's out of left field makes, I mean, like, uh, on the one hand, it could lend legitimacy to it, but on the other hand, it could just be basically, like, I'm throwing this out there to try and lend legitimacy to it. Hmm. But then at the same time, I also just, I have a hard time believing that they would introduce these games originally as Famicom Detective Club two years ago. And that they would rebrand it to Nintendo Detective Club. That part doesn't make any sense to me. Because, like, if, if this had been, like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know, or if it was the first time that they were bringing it back, and then and the idea that they're renaming it, okay, sure. But when I see someone saying that they're bringing it back and naming it Nintendo Detective Club now, or, or you know, rebranding it, to me, that just sounds like this person doesn't realize that these games already released. And that's the part that makes me question this the most. Um, now, of course, the fact that it's on 4chan certainly doesn't help their case. <laughs> but, I don't know. I, I think we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. I'm more skeptical than not. Not to say that I... I mean, I do think Metroid Prime 2 Remastered... It's going to happen, and I think that it's even likely that it would happen at the February Direct. I, in fact, you know, what I could see happening is that February Direct this year, we get Metroid Prime 2 Remastered. And next year, February Direct, we get Metroid Prime 3 Remastered, and then also get Metroid Prime 4 release date, finally. Either that or they wait to 2026 <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then shadow drop Metroid Prime 4 and and uh, and then do the physical version, you know, two, three weeks later. <laughs> Just because this is Nintendo we're talking about, yep. so I, I, could, I could totally see that happening. But, I don't know, we, we'll have to wait and see. You know, obviously, typically, we just completely ignore these Nintendo Direct rumors. I just thought that these were interesting ones. And, you know, the fact that this person did get the, the Princess Peach costumes right, you know, it could very well be legitimate. But I just, I have such a hard time seeing in, any of these as really, like, anything but just safe bets. With the exception of the Famicom Detective Club, which to me just sets off alarm bells as, you know, this person's just making stuff up. And they're, they're just giving their best guesses and throwing a random one in there in order to make it sound more legitimate because it's so off the wall. And because it sounds ridiculous, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm not convinced. that <laughs> that That part is the one thing that makes me the least likely to believe that this is true or at least that they're right because I don't know it's like it, it doesn't make any sense at all to me that they would 
released the Famicom Detective Club remakes, which I believe that that game, well, I guess it was obviously on the original Famicom. And mm. then they did remakes and localized them for the US, and it came out a couple years ago. And I've actually, I remember because I thought that it looked like something, ooh, I was interested in that, but I haven't bought it because I've been watching out for a sale and they've probably gone on sale and I just haven't noticed until I just added it to my wish list today and it's like 60 bucks for the two of them there. No thanks. I'll <laughs> wait. But yeah, I don't know. We'll wait and see. Uh, one quick thing I actually will add is something that I just thought about is yes, it could be, you know, just a weird thing, but thinking about it, the Yakuza games, they mm -hmm. only, after starting with 7, they rebranded the Western name to, like, a dragon to match the Japanese version. Mm -hmm. So, it's not, I'm not saying it's, you know, this is a rare case, but it could happen, considering the fact that we had 7 games and some spinoffs released in the West under Yakuza, and only started uh, using the Japanese version with the 7th title onward, so... It's possible it could, you know, get a change, but as you mentioned, you know, it it is still kind of odd to have that sudden change if right. the brand. Right, and the other the other th the other part of it is like the Famicom Detective Club. It doesn't it doesn't even though in Japan, of course, they know your Famicom family computer system. That's what it was, mm -hmm. but in the U.S., not everybody necessarily knows that that's what it was at least you know the younger generation probably doesn't necessarily know that and furthermore it just it doesn't sound quite as it's not quite as jarring of a name as nintendo detective club it's like you hear famicom detective club you're like okay whatever at least in the u.s and then but you hear nintendo detective club and just kind of like it sounds like it's a kitty game and it's definitely not a kitty <laughs> game <laughs> not at all so i don't know that, that, that's that's funny <laughs> we'll, we'll just we'll uh we'll wait and see what happens we'll we'll find out probably i mean assuming it's a february direct we'll find out sometime in the next probably month you know because nintendo usually announces their directs like a, the day before they're going live and i'm sure we'll start hearing rumors from various sources about an upcoming direct and until I hear something that says basically like they're going to be announcing one this week, then I'm just going to kind of remain like, okay, we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens. But anyway. All right. Well, moving on, we have another set of rumors or rather another rumor um, that has supposed list of PlayStation games coming to PC in 2024. And it's actually a pretty decent sized list. I think it's the most PlayStation titles in one year we've seen so far. At least if the if the list is to be believed. So, the titles that they say, uh, this person claims to be an employee of Nixus, which okay, you're you're <laughs> claiming that. We'll, we'll see. Um I'm a little skeptical, particularly because although Nixus does some of the ports, the idea that they're doing like four or five ports all this year, unless they're just saying that they 
as an employee of Nixus, they know about all these games, even though Nixus isn't doing all of them, which could be possible. They, I don't think they really clarified on that front. Um, so the list of ports that are supposedly coming to PC this year, one is Demon Souls, two is Ghost of Tsushima, three is God of War Ragnarok, four is The Last of Us Part Two Remastered, and five is Gran Turismo. But then beyond that, they're also saying that there's they're planning to start remastering some of their older games as well, one of which would be Infamous Second Son. So, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, on one hand, I mean, I feel like we know that Demon Souls and Ghost of Tsushima are coming because of the uh, Nvidia leak. So, I mean, mm. it's not too surprising there, but I don't know, as you mentioned, about all of these games coming out within 2024 that just seems like a lot of games um because at most from what i remember only two or three playstation games were released on pc within a year mm. um to have five games and that's not even counting say helldivers 2 that would mm -hmm. pretty much make six uh playstation ports for pc so it does seem a bit large, and and infamous second son that was just you no know, beyond twenty twenty four. That wasn't necessarily something that was coming within this year, correct? Right. They, I okay. don't think they said it was coming this year. Okay. So, okay. So then, I mean that that's that's good. That means there are fewer games. Um. Yeah. I I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it would be nice to see that this is all true. I mean, I really would like to see. Demon Souls come over. I would really like to see Ghost of Tsushima come over. Last of Us Part 2, not so much. <laughs> um, but it would be nice. One thing I would say is if all these games are coming over, and of course, as you mentioned, if Nixus isn't doing all these games, that would be great. Because I would hope that this wouldn't, say, impact the quality of the ports just because they're releasing so many in such a short amount of time. Granted, we don't know how long these games will have been in development. But if we said, well, I mean, granted, still even, eh, never mind. I, I, I was to say, if they were staggered between several months, you know, we could, it would still be probably about three-ish, or maybe even four games released this year. Well, I guess you could still get five games in the year and still have decent quality if it's staggered in depending on how long the games were being worked on. So maybe it's maybe it could be happening. It, it's something I would like to see. With the remasters, it's something I would like to see. I hope that they would be games that, especially games that were, were underappreciated. If they remastered Gravity Rush, gave us a nice Gravity Rush collection, that would be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they gave the original God of War trilogy, or maybe just made a bundle of the games plus the uh, PSP Vita games, mm -hmm. that would be nice to see. Um, if they did Jack and Daxter, if they did... Um, oh, 
What else do I like? Maybe, I mean, granted that one will be a remaster since the game was already, you know, had a full remake, but if they did Shadow of the Colossus, that would be nice. I, I, yeah. I, I feel like if, I don't know, I, I, one thing I don't know about is them doing Infamous Second Son and not doing the first game. Because, uh, I mean, well... Is Second Son the direct um, sequel to the it first one? It is the third game. Okay, so then. So there's... Okay. Because I, I know that the second game, what, at least what I heard, was supposed to be um, a direct sequel. So, well, I don't know. I, I don't know how starting off with Second Son would be with not without having playing the first two games. Um, I don't know if that would be really right to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard because on the one hand, it is a completely different protagonist for Second Son than it is from the first two games. Um, but then on the other hand, it's also something where um, where the story is connected. It's just quite a while later and there's you know like it doesn't I don't think it really it, it doesn't talk much at all about the protagonist from the first two games and about the events that happened there because it's also in a completely different part of the world like um, Second Son is in Seattle and I, I think that they even just call it Seattle I don't think they rename it whereas the first two infamous games one of them is basically an equivalent of new york and then the other one is the equivalent of new orleans um mm. and they're uh yeah i mean from, from what i recall apart from like some bonus missions sec uh none of the um there, there isn't really like any clear reference to to the first two games like like you, you might you there's like some vague stuff about the general lore but it doesn't really get into anything to where it would necessarily spoil anything about the first two games i don't know okay well yeah i i mean i guess it's something i would like to see it's something that would be nice um i, I definitely hope it's true um it, it still would fit in line with the whole full slate uh, especially since sony really has been wanting to push getting more games to pc um they've really especially with their i think last year or the year before they had their timetable and they showed progressively more games being ported to pc this would make sense um we'll just have to see and especially with the next state of play or any other presentations they have we'll just have to see I might be slightly more skeptical about this one than the Nintendo one, but it could happen. It could happen. Yeah. So I, I do have a few thoughts on this matter. Um, one thing I will say that someone else has pointed out that actually makes it seem like it's more credible of, of a rumor than, or you know, more, more credible of a leak than others, is the fact that Bloodborne is not on this list. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that actually does add a lot of credibility. <laughs> so, so you know, the funny thing is, is, like Demon Souls, 
the the original trailer that that Sony put out for the game on PS5 actually said I mean, also had like a little asterisk at the bottom that said also coming to PC. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, we've, we've known this was coming to PC for a long time. Um, it was always just a matter of when. And um, so it's like, okay, this is definitely coming to PC. It was also on the NVIDIA leak. So, and the NVIDIA leak has so far been completely accurate. So there's no reason to doubt that it's coming. Um, Ghost of Tsushima similarly was on the NVIDIA leak and um, you know of course Sony has not said anything about it but the simple fact that it was on that leak says it's going to come um, I would love to see it this year it would definitely be a day one purchase for me assuming that it's a good port which at least if it's Nixus doing the port then I, I have complete faith in them because they've, they've done a great job with everything so far I mean that's the very reason that Sony bought them was because they wanted a studio that could do quality uh, quality PC ports and Nixus has so far hit every single one of them out of the park so I really absolutely trust them on that front and um, I'm also just like I'm a huge fan of this game I, I love everything I, I from what I can think of, I mean, unless there's a game that I just am not aware of, one of their earlier games that came before Sly Cooper, every single game the Sucker Punch has made has been great, in my opinion. Um, you know, I there, as far as I know, the games they've done, the three Sly Cooper games, first three Sly Cooper games, then they did Infamous, Infamous Two, um, Festival, Infamous Festival of Blood, which is basically just like a DLC for Infamous Two. And then um, Second Son, First Light, which is DLC for Second Son, and then Ghost of Tsushima. And every single game they've made has been excellent. And so I am like 150% at least on board with Ghost of Tsushima. And the best part about it is that I know because this was a PS4 game originally that it will run on Steam Deck. Hmm. And it will probably, I mean, it's probably only going to be 30 frames per second. You might be able to customize it to where you could get it to run at 40, which is definitely what I would try to do. Uh, you'll get that nice midpoint, and then, of course, playing it on PC and getting 120 frames per second. Um, plus, I still have yet to uh, play the Iki Island DLC that came out a while after the game came out because, I mean, I bought it, but because it had been so long and my brain was no longer wired for the control scheme. I was struggling with it, plus also it was 30 frames per second, which I had been playing, I think, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I was running that at, you know, like 80, 90 frames per second, so it was kind of hard to go back to 30. <laughs> um, but the, um, you know, there's that, and then there's also the multi or the co-op multiplayer mode that I had not played at all, and I really would like to play that, and course if it comes to pc we can play that together or you know i play with other people whatever works but uh, like i i really want to dive more into that i want to play the hardest difficulty because i played through the game previously on hard difficulty because uh, i had found after having to play through the infamous games all on hard in order to get the platinum trophies on those that 
I actually really appreciated playing these games on the harder difficulty because I just felt like I got more out of it. And so I played through Ghost of Tsushima on hard difficulty, even though it didn't actually have a trophy related to that. And then after I had already played either most of it or all of it, they came out with a new difficulty called Lethal Difficulty, where um, enemies hit a lot harder, but you also hit a lot harder. So basically, hmm. it takes, you know, instead of it being like, okay, you, you know, you die in a certain number of hits and enemies die and i mean take more hits to kill now it's just like you both basically can kill each other in one or two hits (laughs) which is is pretty cool i just i just think it's an interesting idea now i don't know how long i'd last doing that i'd probably play it for a bit and be like oh okay i'm just going back to hard (laughs) (laughs) but it's definitely an interesting idea and the fact that you can actually um the fact the fact that you hit just as hard as the enemies do makes it more interesting to me so anyway i'm i'm very interested in that um god of war ragnarok i mean we know this is coming to pc eventually anyway because the first game already came to pc obviously they're going to bring the second one um the one thing that makes me torn about it not 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 that i'm in any way doubting that it's coming because it's definitely coming and i think coming this year seems relatively likely since they've been they seem to be doing more of that two year uh, gap but the one thing that makes me kind of wish it wasn't is the fact that I haven't finished it on PS4 and I probably will just have to stop playing it on PS4 altogether and then just wait for the PC version because it's like ugh I don't want to start <laughs> over but at the same time I also don't want to platinum it on ps4 and then it comes to pc right after that and then i'm just like uh, i don't want to restart right now so more likely than not i'm just going to not even touch the ps4 version anymore i mean i mm-hmm. i i got it with gift card money that i got for my birthday last year so it's not like i spent my own money on it but at the same time i also really like the game <laughs> anyway but yeah, that should be coming. Uh, Last of Us Part Two can uh, <laughs> tra- the trash fire where it belongs. Um, uh, Gran Turismo Seven. Eh, yeah, I, I don't care. I mean, like I'm sure I, I've heard mixed things about it. For the most part, I've heard it's it's got a lot of uh, inferiorities to the previous games they made, um, plus some weird, annoying. Um, grindiness to it and that sort of thing but i'm sure for racing enthusiasts it could still be fun i don't know necessarily if it would get people excited who already have forza on pc because i mean forza is you know another sim racer um but i'm sure for some people it would be possible uh the down the line idea of them bringing things like infamous second son and um, other other back catalog. I mean, I hope that's the case. Like you said, I would love to see the Gravity Rush games come over mm-hmm. as a collection um, because they're fantastic games. Plus, you know, there's something very different from basically everything else that Sony puts out nowadays. Um, but of course, I love Infamous Second Son, and I... I have a feeling that probably they would bring that one over before they bring over the other ones. 
and it's mostly because the other ones, number one, are PS3 games, which oh, that's means true. that's true. It's a pain to get them <sighs> working properly. I mean, they don't even run well through RPCS3, at least not unless something's changed recently. I mean, like I tried running it a couple years ago, and at least running the first one, and it it didn't run well. Like, I couldn't get 60 frames to save my life. And um, I didn't try the second one, but I'm pretty sure that it's probably pretty similar, which is disappointing because they're they're great games, and I I think it would be better, of course, if they did all three of them. But Second Son makes the most sense because it is the most recent. It still looks really good. Um, I mean, it's easily, in, in my opinion, one of the best PS4 game, best looking PS4 games, even though it was one of the earliest games they put out. It's just because Sucker Punch is really good at what they do, and, um, you know, it's just, it's one that I think holds up extremely well. It's not my favorite of the three games. Two is still my favorite, but Second Son is just, it's really an excellent game. And, um, all of that being said, I think that this list is at least reasonably believable. The one part that makes me kind of doubt it is that all these are more or less obvious to be coming, with the exception of Second Son, which sounds more like it could just be more like this is a wish list kind of thing <laughs> than anything else. But the fact that they didn't mention Bloodborne also makes it more believable. Um, but if if all of these games came out this year, with the exception of Infamous since they basically indicated that was probably going to be more like next year kind of thing. That would be six PlayStation games being ported to PC this year. Because Horizon Forbidden West is already confirmed. Oh, right, right, right. And oh, right. That, and that's when I... I mean, I'm actually planning to get that one. I don't know if I'll get a day one necessarily unless I have, like, a gift card or something that I can use through Green Man Gaming because... I don't really want to pay full price for it. I'd rather just you know, get it discounted because I want to play it, but I don't want to spend that much money on it <laughs> since I don't know if I'll play it right away. Anyway, but yeah, so six PlayStation ports in one year, I find hard to believe. Now, I would be totally happy if they did, especially because there would be so much salt and it would be <laughs> so much fun, but I'm skeptical from that standpoint. So. I'll leave it at that. Any other thoughts? Uh, no, no. Alright, so we have just one final topic here. And this is Sega setting what I believe is a bad precedent that I am afraid is going to be more common as time goes on. Unfortunately. And that is that they, with uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, Infinite Wealth, I think that's the full title, whatever it is. Anyway, the point is, uh, they are charging a separate fee. They're, they're treating New Game Plus as DLC. So you have to pay extra to get New Game Plus. And New Game Plus has been something, a JRPG staple for you know at least like the past, basically almost 30 years. I mean, like, I, at, at minimum, I know that Chrono Trigger did it. 
and that may that may be the first one that did it i don't know if it is or not it's the first game i heard of that did it but new game plus has been a thing in jrpgs for a really long time and lots of other games have added it um after the fact but it's always free you know like i mean they've done it for like last of us god of war spider-man um ghost of tsushima i believe i'm pretty sure it has new game plus um and I'm obviously I'm just talking about PlayStation franchises that I can think of specifically. There's lots of other games. The Persona games have New Game Plus. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's been like a very very common feature in a lot of games for a really long time, and it's always been either included by default or added free later on. And Sega, of course, they're going to charge you for it. So, your thoughts? This definitely, yeah, this definitely was disappointing to hear. I, it, it's, it, it really does not make any much sense apart from Sega just, you know, saying, we want more money uh, for if you want to do this basic thing, especially because of the fact that, for one thing, they're already charging $70 for the game, mm -hmm. and they're removing something that has been previous uh yakuza games like it's not like this is the first game that has new game plus no this has been mm -hmm. through um, except for maybe like the original ps2 versions all the other all the other releases of the game have had new game plus right there it, it right there in the game and you can go right ahead and start new game plus after you're done now they're adding that in there and you have to pay for the digital ver the deluxe ver edition to get that. That is that that that's that's a bad precedent. That's definitely a bad precedent set. Like the I I don't know. I mean it's not one for one the same thing, but it reminded me of back when um Breath of the Wild had its uh its DLC pack and they in included a hard difficulty in it. They didn't release it with the base game, and I thought that was bad, but this is just as bad, if not more so, because of the fact that it's something that has been there for a long time. And, going, and as you mentioned, going outside of just the Yakuza games as a franchise, it's something that has been in JRPGs and other games for decades so mm -hmm. it's definitely gonna be something that is going to happen sad to say i mean it's another trend of these publishers milking consumers for stuff that shouldn't be something to be milked in the first place i mean people might say oh it's just this one thing and you're making a big deal of it but you know people said the same thing about it's just cosmetic horse armor, and look what happened at that point. So, it's possibly going to be inevitable. Maybe give it a couple years, we might see more of this. So, yeah. it might just not be a matter of if, but a matter of when we'll see mm -hmm. this happen again. I mean, $70 was first touted around, what, two 
three years ago and people were saying, oh, it's just this one thing, it's just for the next generation, it's necessary. Now, it's pretty much starting to become common in games now. Um, so, maybe two or three years, more games will have, sad to say, New Game Plus as a paid feature. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, the one reason why I see this as, like, more egregious than, like, Nintendo doing locking hard mode behind a paywall is mostly because, like, at least with, um, with Zelda, they never really had hard mode, and realistically, they've, do they've technically done this for a long time. Like, Master Quest on the original Ocarina of Time was a separate purchase, and I think it was only through the direct, the, the DD, Nintendo 64 DD, which was, like, a physical add-on. The, the disk drive for the N64. Um, so you had to have that, and then, of course, purchase that on top of it. So that was the only one you had. It. Granted, Master Quest also remixed levels and so on and so forth. But, um, yeah, I, and, and, like, with... I guess that's technically true to some degree with the, uh, the harder difficulty for Breath of the Wild is that they do... They did add some additional stuff like Master Quest did just not quite to the same extent. I don't know. But I, I don't like it for for this. I know even if I was really interested in buying this, I wouldn't pay for that. Like, I, I'm, I don't do New Game Plus a whole lot anymore anyway. I, I did a lot when I was younger and when I didn't have as much money for games or I just didn't have as many games and so I you know, play games over again, and of course, like, Chrono Trigger, it was, like, pretty much essential to replay it if you wanted to get different endings. That was the only way to do it, is you do New Game Plus, and then you go and defeat Lavos at the very beginning of the game, or, you know, at whatever other point in the game, and you keep cycling through to get all the different endings. But, um, yeah, I don't like it. I know that this is just the start. I... I'm hoping that more people than not will vote with their wallets and will say no, but that's probably not going to be the case. And more likely than not, we'll just see this done by everybody. I just hope that, well, actually, I was going to say, I hope that Persona doesn't do it with the next game, but oh. I realize <laughs> owned by Sega. So it's probably going to happen with Persona. <sighs> That's irritating. But I guess we'll see what happens. I, I hope enough people will just say no. Mm. But I'm not going to hold my breath on that front. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, uh, any other thoughts before we close out for the night? No, sir. All right. So recommendations and dissuasions. All right. <clears throat> oh, sorry. My recommendation is to uh, make uh, to my, my recommendation is to as early as possible make a list of groceries before you go shopping as soon as possible just because of the fact that if you're like me you might put it off thinking oh I've got time and then end up the day of grocery shopping uh, making last minute checks to see what you need to make uh, based on what you're going to be or what you need to buy based on what you're making 
So if you do it, say, halfway into the week before you go grocery shopping, you're going to be in a better position than if you're doing it the last minute. So don't 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 procrastinate. Do it. Do, do it sooner than later. That's good. I, I never do that. <laughs> usually you're like all good because <laughs> uh, well I mean like it's usually like I'll, I'll make mental notes of stuff I need and then I'll if, if there's stuff that I know I'm going to forget then I'll write it down um, and I, I do forget things all the time but half the time like I'll just it's typically I go to Sam's Club and Walmart are the two places I go for groceries because we don't have any real grocery stores around here otherwise and um we buy stuff in bulk a lot, but so most of the time, like Sam's Club, I'll just walk around, I'll walk up and down the aisles and be like, oh yeah, I need that. And and then if I'm hungry, sometimes it'll be buying more things than I should be buying, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Nevertheless, that's a good recommendation. I just, I'm, I'm bad about that. It's usually like the times I think of stuff we need is when it's not convenient for me to write something down and then it just goes the way it goes. Um, my recommendation is YouTube channel Time Travel Kiwi. Um, a New Zealand guy, hence the name Kiwi. Uh, he's uh, he has uh, guides for getting S rank and uh, completing all tasks for all the missions in Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Uh, I used him a lot in order to be able to get through uh, the various things. And most of the time, his guides were super helpful. Uh, there were occasions where he got some information wrong, but it was, like, extremely rare. So I went to his guides a lot when I needed help getting through all those. And it's usually he's very informative, gives the information, gives it quickly, and demonstrates how to do it. Um, and just super helpful. So if you're like me and you want to get S rank and get all tasks completed on a mission check out his channel all right dissuasion my dissuasion is to uh do not play power world on the steam deck or at least as of right now i tried playing it on the steam deck and it was in the 30s but it also dropped into the 20s Granted, I haven't tried that one thing about switching um, about switching my texture setting to low and seeing oh, if that okay. actually has any sort of improvement or benefit. So I'll try that later on sometime and see if that does anything. But considering the fact that the game doesn't even support or have any way to use FSR, I just because of especially, I mean, maybe some people who are fine with it in the 30s or like can get that to work but especially but i think that those people still would not appreciate having it drop into the lower 20s like <laughs> that 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 would be a, a bit of a pain to deal with um but so i definitely would say as of right now maybe things will get better and may well no i'll say maybe even if you have like an asus ally or um a lenovo Legion Go, but those also use AMD, so never mind. I was gonna say maybe you could try it with those and see if that works. Oh, well, 
Maybe still try it because those are a little beefier than mm -hmm. the Steam yeah. Deck. So they are. Maybe those will work, but at least with the Steam Deck, I know. Just avoid it for right now. Don't play Power World on the deck. Okay. Good to know. Well, my dissuasion is as many of my uh, recommendations and dissuasions are food related. So, um, I came across a recipe on the back of a cornmeal bag the other day. I, I made some some hearty chili and I wanted to do initially I was thinking of doing cornbread and there's a recipe on the back of this cornmeal bag for hush puppies and I've never made hush puppies before but I've had them before and they've always been really good um, but my dissuasion is do not use the pearl milling company's hush puppy recipe it's garbage it is a terrible recipe I I've these are the most bland hush puppies <laughs> I've ever had. Usually they're like they're like fluffy and crispy on the outside, a little bit sweet, you know, well seasoned. This I I gave them a bit of the doubt when I didn't see that there was I didn't see any seasoning listed on on the recipe. Like it was cornmeal, flour, uh beaten egg, milk, chopped onions and baking powder. I think that was all that was in the recipe. There was no salt, no sugar, nothing. But I just thought, okay, well, you know, corn stuff can sometimes be naturally a little bit sweet, so it might be alright. No, it was just the most bland thing I've ever tasted. Like, <laughs> I, I thought that I had gotten something from you know, gotten some food from, like, Boston or something, you know, made by a typical white person that doesn't season anything. I, I don't know I don't know how oh. it is for for East Coast in general. And of course, um, with I, I I know that there's there's always the joke about that white people don't season their food, and um, I don't know if that's true of all white people. <laughs> I definitely know East Coast they do not season their food, <laughs> or, or, or well maybe not East Coast in general, but like um, depending on where you are in East Coast, I should say, like when I was in Massachusetts for my sister's wedding, the food that was catered was not seasoned at all. They did not put salt or pepper on it. And my my wife has told me that um, when she was growing up, her mom, who was from New England, didn't season things very much. And it's oh, because okay. their idea is use salt and pepper it yourself. You season it to your own taste. But I think that that's just heresy. <laughs> I, I, think, I think you should season your food properly. And, um, you know, you try not to to go overboard some people are more sensitive to salt than others and so i i get it from that standpoint but don't use that hush puppy recipe pearl milling company <laughs> for, formerly the company that used to have aunt jemima as their brand before they decided that, that was racist oh that company okay yeah now i was gonna say i don't i don't know i was saying i don't think i've heard of this company before yeah. since aunt jemima, i was like oh i know who they are now yeah so yeah their hush puppy recipe is Ooh. garbage but next time I make hush puppies, I'm going to make sure. Well, for one, I'm probably just going to, like, I might use. For one, I'll probably just find a better, better recipe. But either way, it just needed seasoning. It needed some seasoning. I mean, even if it had just been a little bit of salt and pepper and garlic powder, something like that. And instead of having chunks of onion, just use like some onion powder or something. Just to give it some flavor. Maybe put in a little bit of sugar or some honey, something like that. I think that would probably be good. But that recipe was awful. They are the most bland thing I've ever eaten. 
So, yes. Pearl Milling Company, don't use their hush puppy recipe. And that's my dissuasion. All right. Got anything else? No, sir. All right. Well, where can people find you? They can find me on my channel. I am Zeracon. I A M X E R A C O N. So YouTube.com forward slash at I am Zeracon. I was supposed to have a video coming out, uh, well, earlier this week, but just because of the stuff that I mentioned was really crazy, it got delayed. So as of, I guess, when the video comes out, it'll probably come out later this day. Uh, so it's Friday. So sometime later this day, it should be coming out. Um, if not yesterday, which would be Thursday. So we'll see what happens. I'm, it's probably mostly going to be today, Friday, but or it's Wednesday today, Friday in the future when this comes out. So sometime today, Friday, yes, it should be out. All right. Well, you can find me youtube.com slash at thefrozengamer87. Um, I've been putting out these Steam Deck OLED versus Switch OLED videos and also have a Vita OLED versus Steam Deck OLED. My next video that's going to be coming up is the Switch OLED versus the Vita OLED with Final Fantasy X HD. Um, that should be coming out on Sunday, as that's typically the day that I publish those. Um, additionally, you can find me on my cooking channel, which is youtube.com slash at nabdcooking. That's not authentic, but delicious. Uh, the most recent recipe I put out is a green Thai curry with chicken. And while it might not technically be authentic, it is very, very close. It is extremely close, and it is extremely good. And I highly recommend making that recipe. Uh, the main thing about it is you have to keep in mind it does require a bunch of ingredients. So, and most of them are not things you would normally have. I think of the ingredients that I need for that recipe, the only thing that I always have on hand, or usually have on hand, is the curry paste because when I buy it, it's like a big tub and it lasts forever. Um, and the rice. <laughs> Everything else <laughs> I have to buy. I was, you know, because it has uh, zucchini, it has yellow squash, it has bell peppers, it has um, curry paste, coconut uh, milk, uh, Thai basil. Actually, I actually have some of that in my freezer. Um, chicken thighs, which I'm out of currently, and they were out of at Sam's Club when I went the other day. Um, and a few other things. Anyway, point is, is that it's got a bunch of ingredients. It's really, really good. If you like, if you like uh, curry, especially Thai curry, definitely make this recipe. So good and not difficult. Just requires a lot of ingredients but super good okay uh but that's all i got oh and next week the recipe that will be coming out will be homemade bacon and then after that i i just recorded a couple more things um for grilled chicken because that's something that i reference in another recipe as well as um homemade pizza dough is another one that i need to that's one I need to actually film because it's like I I, I, I was editing a recipe for uh, garlic chicken bacon pizza uh, inspired by what Papa Murphy's does 
but the thing is, is that in the recipe, I mean, I, I already had the video fully edited, but I, re I reference, I say, uh, the grilled chicken recipe that I'll have a link for, and the dough recipe that I'll have a link for, <laughs> <laughs> and the homemade mayo you need for making the garlic sauce, which I'll have a link for. <laughs> and I, I didn't have the chicken or the dough recorded yet. So I recorded the chicken one, and I already have the mayo one recorded, just not put together, and then I need to record the dough one. So I'm, I'm not going to be putting that one up until after I get those other three videos up. But anyway. Yeah. So that's all I got. All right. Any final thoughts? Last no, chance. Sir. All right. Well, I am the Frozen Gamer 87. That is I am Zericon. We are the Orange Box Podcast, and until next time, for the love of God, stop using games as console war fodder and just play your games. Orange Box Podcast, out. Out.